and welcome. This is Story You, Coach Debbie. And, well, this is Story You Talk Radio, <laughs> and I am Coach Debbie, and I am here and usually very awake on Thursdays at four o'clock in the afternoon, and we offer you a replay on Fridays at 6 a.m. or at 9 a.m. if you are on the East Coast. I come here every week to talk to you about the stories you live by, the stories you're writing, the blogs you're writing, the brands you're elevating, the books that you have decided you want to author. I'm a writing coach and I have been a teacher of writing for 25 years. That just about that just about blows me over. 25 years. And I, I guess you could say that's something I have felt called to do. I enjoy it very much and, and I work with people that are writing something as short as a love letter because it's so important to them to communicate with those they love most. And I also work with those who are writing things as long as a 300-page full-length book, usually nonfiction, but we also do fiction. My website is www.coachdebbie.com, and Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. And you can always write to me, send an inquiry my way, and my email address is askcoachdebbie, again that's D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And I love it when you use that email address to send in a question about a show or any of my programs or any question you have about writing or communicating better with those you love, or anything at all. We can talk about anything that is on your mind. I also answer questions sent to me through Facebook Messenger, which is just that back-end direct messaging concept. And I've decided I, I need to be a part of Instagram. I dabbled with it, not really knowing what I'm doing, and I'm Still there, kind of not really knowing what I'm doing, but I have found the direct messaging bit, so you can always send me a message there. I'm still a bit slower there, but you can find me on Facebook and email about six times a day. So anything you want to write in, I will be collecting. I see we have one question so far about today's theme. And I always post our theme on Facebook, and I have a newsletter. Now, it's true, my, my newsletter at times has had to go to sickbay because I just wasn't attending to it well, but I, I have resurrected it, and it is, it is quite healthy right now. If you would like to receive the newsletter, all you do is go to my website, coachdebbie.com, D-E-B-B-Y, and right at the bottom of that, that page, it'll say sign up for the newsletter. And I promise all I ever send to you are fun stories, offerings about classes, 
and sometimes testimonials or shout outs that I think would be fun for you to know about. You, you never get spammed. You never get sold to some big company. None of that stuff. Nothing like that at all. So if you'd like to receive the newsletter, also if you're a writer and you're thinking about any of my programs, uh, that's where you get the coupons. And they can be pretty good. They, sometimes I offer a two-for-one. So that's at CoachDebbie.com. Right now, I want you to know I have a mastermind going on. Those are for 90 days minimum. This one's for 90 days. Officially, we will be up and running on tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We, we've been offering 10 free days on the front end, and that's been so fun for me. But tomorrow, tomorrow is the paid section. So if you're interested about that, again, just send an email to askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. I still have two seats, and we can put your name on it if that's exactly what you want to do. Today, I am very, very aware that we are in these final days of summer, I hate to gloat, but Eric, the sound manager and delightful friend, called this Goldilocks weather we are having here in Seattle. It really is. Not too hot, not too cold. I feel a little guilty. Some areas are having fires and hurricanes. We have bad weather, too. It's just that it's not happening right now. So 73 degrees on the low days, 78 degrees on the high days. I'm looking at the water right now, and it just looks like a million diamonds out there. The sun is glistening on it. It's a beautiful day, and it's a lovely day to put in your earbuds and join me because we are talking about your summertime small gatherings. And I know, I know it's August, it's the late days of August, but this is, this is the place where we make meaning in these small gatherings. And I know that this summer needs to be included in the stories and the lasting memories you will have. I, I know, I know how painful it is that the pandemic is still with us. When the announcements began in early spring, I just thought come June 1st, this would become a, a silly little bad memory. But since it's not that way, it is up to us to still find ways to have meaningful gatherings. And I know some creative writers, I know some small business people, I, I know some close families that have figured out ways to meet, ways to bring their stories together, ways to have memories and, and still be safe and still be thoughtful. So today I'm gonna share some of those ingenious ideas with you. Uh, a few of them are originally my own. One lady that we're gonna be talking about is Priya Parker. Are you aware of her book, The Art of Gathering, 
or maybe even her TED Talk. We're going to talk a little bit about how she inspired people in her TED Talk titled Three Steps to Turn Our Everyday Get-Togethers into Transformative Gatherings. And she's really all about how we meet and why it matters. And you can see that since I am all about stories you're living by, stories you're creating, stories you're writing, stories that fulfill you, she is someone that I feel is important to follow. Priya Parker, P-R-I-Y-A. Just so you know, she's not paying me to say any of this. She and I have not yet met. I hope to. I hope to bring her on the show at some point. But we are going to talk about the meaning of these small gatherings. And of course, I want to hear from you. So if you have a question, send it to Facebook. Send it to my email, askcoachdebbie.com. Just get it to me. If you've got my phone number, I'll, I'll even take your text. I've got all kinds of screens open here. So I'm ready to hear from you. I do want to give a little shout out to Natalie. I see that you wrote in uh, on Facebook Messenger before the show, and I will be getting to you first. So let me just bring you into this, this topic here around the notion that we can have small gatherings even when we know we have to really, really take care of each other and the health of each other. And one thing that Priya Parker talks about is this notion of having a purpose to your gathering that doesn't make it formal, but it makes it focused. Now, I would, I would initially think that anything focused is going to be formal. But it's not. And like I said, I've got people in my life right now that are really demonstrating that. That you can have a true focus on something and still be relaxed, still be joyful, still be at home with yourself, at home with your words. And, and not have anything just overly imposed. I watched this YouTube video where Priya Parker was being interviewed and she, she gave this awesome example, I thought, of how people come together in a focused way. And she talked about how you have to sort of name that event that you want to have. You might want to have a rule around it. You might want to give context to your invitation. Now, I know I went through that real fast, but let me just back up and, and talk in detail about what I mean here. She was saying that it's not really enough to just say, hey, do you want to get together this weekend, have a barbecue, come on over, bring something. Yeah, cool, fun. And I, I always thought that was enough. You know, I mean, I mean you call your people. Tell them you're having a barbecue. Tell them you want to, you know, bring something for the grill. Bring an appetizer. Everybody knows what to do after that, right? I Self-explanatory. 
but when I when I think back to my stories of summertime fun, when I reflect on my memories of some gatherings, whether they were work or after school or family or what have you, some of them didn't go well. Some of them didn't go well at all. And honestly, they were very loosely put together. So I got a little intrigued. What does this mean to have not a formal gathering, but a focused gathering? So Priya talked about a woman who was exhausted. And the woman said, you know, I really, really want to get together with some lady friends, but I'm so tired. And Priya said, now, what if you named exactly what you want? And the lady said, what do you mean name it? And she said, well, what, what if you said, I'm hosting a dinner party for worn out moms? Huh? Very different than just saying I'm having a barbecue, right? I'm hosting a dinner party for worn out moms and you are invited. Now, if you in any way, shape or form relate to the notion of being a worn out mom, you're going to be sending an RSVP faster than your fingers can type. You know it. That naming of the event, step one to focusing your event, naming it lets you know that, wow, this is really, really inclusive of your needs. She went on to the next step and said, have some kind of rule and you can make it fun. Again, focused, but fun. So the rule might be, I thought this was a crack up. If you talk about your kids at my worn out mom's dinner party, you're going to have to take a shot. <laughs> so, most of us that go to dinner parties with our girlfriends, we, we don't want to sit around and be drunk. So that that shows up as, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. I'll come prepared to be focused on topics that exhilarate me, you know, or just are sharing or just thoughtful. But it it kind of lets the people coming know we're not going to turn this into a rant session. We all know you love your kids. We all know that. But just for a few hours, come and play by the rule. Play by the rule and be expected <laughs> to be held accountable if you don't. And then finally, the third idea is give a little context to your invitation. And it, it could be something funny. Like uh, you might even say, when was the last time someone packed bonbons in your lunchbox? Come to my worn out mom's dinner party. Because when you do that, when you use those writing skills, you're, you're anticipating good results. I mean, this could turn into a really joyful, fun gathering where everyone is sort of bringing together a little spirit of celebration and you, the busy mom, you get to be with your girlfriends. So just 
just to clarify, we're saying that our small gatherings can be focused if you name them worn out dinner party for moms. You're likely to have people RSVP quickly. Give it some sort of funny rule. You might have to take a shot if you talk about your kids. And think about the context. You know, the context. Build up the context. When was the last time someone put bonbons in your lunch pail? That gets people ready. So now that we have set the tone for what we're going to talk about, please feel free to write in, ask me questions, and I will offer you coaching. And I'm also going to offer you some wonderful examples that I'm seeing from friends and coworkers, and I can't wait. So stay tuned. We're going to take our first break here, and we will be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, I'm trying to bring a little upgrade to the end of summer for you. I know if you're like me, there's there's a little heartbreak that summer is slipping on by, but maybe, maybe, maybe there is time for just another small gathering or two. We are talking about ways that we can be a little more focused and create great stories and great memories by having small gatherings. And I really want you to call in and ask questions if you would like some coaching or conversation around this. Eric is standing by. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. As you said, it's a beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest, so not complaining. It is a beautiful day. It is. And if we have people sitting outside on their patios wanting to call in, where should they call? They should call 425-373-5527. Or if they've got a landline and they want to call toll-free, we'd love to hear from them as well. 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. What kind of questions uh, are you looking for from folks? I mean, we're pretty, you know, 
loose on this show. You know, people can ask pretty much anything they want. But specifically, um, just to give some ideas out there for folks that may be having a tough time (laughs) trying to come up with that question, what kind of things can you help them with? Eric, that's an awesome question. You know, I sit here and I think that that it's so obvious and you're right it's not obvious at all so maybe maybe you are a listener who has been like me and you live alone and you're thinking gosh maybe i could host an event but who would i invite how would i do this what's on your mind who do you want to bring we could have a conversation like that Maybe you are someone who has been to some events this summer and what's on your mind is the fact that they haven't gone so well, but you'd still like to sneak one in. Or maybe you have a question about who I read and what's been influencing me about this topic. Any of those things or anything else you can think of, I welcome does that, how's that sound, Eric? Yeah, those are great ideas. <laughs> okay, good, good. So I'll just say the number one more time, 425-373-5527. Call in on this beautiful afternoon and talk to Coach Debbie. Thank you. Thank you. It's true. I would really love to talk to you. I'm, I'm not pulling your leg. I would really love to talk to you. So I want to tell you about... One way that I saw online a gathering, I thought this was beautiful. Now, now again, I realized that most of us have to keep our gatherings to four to six people, so many feet apart, etc., etc. But think just for a moment that if you wanted to gather with some of your closest people that one really inspired, focused way to do it would be to have a photo shoot. Now, I know right away there's a lot of you going, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Lots of stuff has happened while I've been isolated. I don't want to be on camera. But but hang in there with me for a minute because this, this does not have to be a time when when you're formal again. Remember, focus doesn't necessarily mean formal. So what if you invited some of your closest family and you were totally informal and said, meet me at the neighborhood park with your iPhone. I want to take pictures of us. I think it's a lovely way to gather. You, you could bump it up a notch and even say, I want to have a photo shoot and celebrate our love for family. So please come. Please wear your favorite blue or white T-shirt. And please make sure to comb your hair. I mean, if somebody sent me that even if I had ate just a little too much ice cream during the pandemic, and even if my hair had not been trimmed for weeks or months on end, I would just be so happy to see my people and to stand near them and smile 
and look at that iPhone and have a glorious day. I, there's no way I could say no to that. Well, let me tell you what inspires this story. I, I was on Facebook and in my feed came a picture of a friend and and he was looking mighty groomed with his grandchildren and it was just one of many pictures. They were all in a park setting. Some were standing under a tree. Sometimes the kids were sitting in the tree. Sometimes there were the three youngest grandkids together. Sometimes some of them had the sisters there. It, it was absolutely beautiful. Everyone was wearing either a polo shirt or a t-shirt. You could tell there was a little bit of focus going on, maybe a lot, but a little bit of focus because the colors of shirts were coordinated. Um, but did they have a, a half million dollar photographer there? I don't know. Was it that Aunt Susie showed up with her iPhone and her love for photography and took all the pictures? I don't know. But what I do know is that I saw not just beautiful smiles that you want to have in a picture, but I really, before I even noticed the people's smiles, I really saw the love for each other. This really came through in the photo shoots. This joy to be together. This, this memory that they were creating. And they probably weren't even thinking, oh, let's go down to the park and have a memory. You know, it, it probably was not the first thing on their mind. But what was captured was a great day in the middle of summer. Everyone dressed in combed hair. Again, not formal. Polo shirts, t-shirts. But still, the meaning came through. The love for family was present on every single face. There wasn't one person in the group that I could say was unphotogenic or, or uh, uncooperative. And maybe that happened. Maybe that was part of the cut. But what I saw were beautiful pictures, one after another, after another, after another. And you might know that that's, that's not an easy thing to achieve with small children. But what helps that happen is when we focus, when we all want to be there and create something beautiful together. It, it was just lovely. And I went to Facebook Messenger and I typed a note to my friend and, and just said, this, this is so special. This is so heartwarming. And, and even more, something that was so heartwarming about it is that I know this young grandfather really, really values family. So not only did he possibly orchestrate this idea, but what came through in those pictures is the value, family values, what you stand for, what matters to you. It was beautiful. And if in the background there was fighting or spitting 
or silliness, well, all of us on Facebook, we missed that. We didn't see that. What we saw was something beautiful. And I have to tell you, when you create memories, that's what you remember, the good stuff. And, you know, sometimes you say, oh, remember, you know, remember how Uncle Billy tripped and, and uh, scuffed up his face and we had to wait for him for half an hour while he washed up? Or, you know, maybe you remember that part, too, and that can be the comical part. But the beauty of it is how you came together. How even during a pandemic, you said, this matters, and I'm showing up, and I'm doing it. I'm having a small gathering. I'm going to focus. We all got to wear blue or white, okay? We all got to be at the park at the same time, all right? Bring your iPhones, or bring your best smiles, because so-and-so is here to take our pictures, don't forget your hairbrush. And that can make for a beautiful, wonderful memory. So I want to take now this, this note that came in from Natalie. And Natalie, I haven't heard from you for a little while, so I just want to say thank you for writing in. Natalie says, wow, interesting topic. I will catch your replay on Friday morning. I literally have stopped going to social events because I work long hours and the last thing I need is an even longer day that might include nagging superficial conversations. I don't have the desire to waste time right now. But lately, I will admit I've missed family. It takes a lot for me to say that. How can I encourage my old codger of a dad and my uptight sisters and brothers to have a civil meal together? Thank you. I would be grateful for any tips. Um, not knowing your family, Natalie, uh, it made me giggle when I first saw this note, and it made me giggle again seeing it because... I, I I do relate to that. I I relate to that energy of almost feeling a little responsible that if an event is going to go well, you know, I had best put on my my party hat and orchestrate it all. I know sometimes when when I get together with my family, there will be. Yeah, superficial, is that the word you use? Superficial conversations uh, about the traffic, you know, about sports. I know nothing about sports. And, and the conversations around sports can go on for a really long time to the extent that I've even Googled things about sports to even try to get in the conversation, but it doesn't really work. So I... I understand that, yeah, you don't want to go to a family event and talk about traffic, and yet at the same time, you might be someone that knows that sports matters to your brothers, or even your sisters, or even your old codger of a dad, and you don't want to interrupt those conversations, but you don't want to feel out, and if you're like me, you don't want to feel totally responsible. But at the same time, 
I want to encourage you to think about ways that if you did invite people to come out and meet, you know, one of the ways my family loves to meet, especially for birthday month, we call it, uh, is brunch. We'll usually pick a favorite place and go to brunch. It doesn't have to be a spendy brunch. And now a lot of places are open for outdoor seating or you could you could talk about the family all meeting at a, a park and bringing their own picnic lunch and meeting up there. But just one idea might be asking a question before you all meet up. You could you could send out an invitation in an email and just ask the question. How are you all becoming better during this pandemic? Now notice, I mean, we're using some of my high teacher skills here. When you add the words, how are you becoming better? You're encouraging them to go in a certain direction with you. I'm not saying they will, but you are encouraging them to think about, ooh, yeah, how am I showing up a little bit better in the world now that this thing we got going on just keeps on a going on? How do I do that? They might surprise you. They might even really be like me and, and get excited about coming together and bragging about it. You know, I love to brag about things I do better and I'm shameless about it. If there's something I'm doing great, I'm just like, hey, everybody, guess what? Guess what? I, I can't wait to tell you that I'm actually up to something good. And it, it might be that, you know, some of us just have a guilty conscience. And, and when things are going well, we want to share it. You know, it's shameless. It's time. We want that. I know, I know there is a, a pressure, Natalie, to sometimes feel like you are the responsible one um, but see what happens. You, you, you could use, you could just ask them to kind of fill in the blank. You know, how are you becoming a better entrepreneur during the pandemic? How are you a better father right now? How are you a better wife? How have you been a better student? How have you been a better activist? How have you been a better speaker? Whatever it is you think would catch their attention ask the question and just see and and I'm I'm gonna say this be prepared to be pleasantly surprised if you're not then somehow you're using your energy to initiate downhill motion and you don't want that be be ready to be pleasantly surprised that People just might really be in the mood to gather, to share what's been big for them. And they, they might settle into joking, which is great. They might, they might just become really lively in ways that they haven't felt they could now. It's when we focus. I really like this. Priya Parker says, we need to be a little focused in our gatherings. If we just say, hey, barbecue at five, come on over, 
you have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, have I been to those barbecues? And yet, if you focus it just a bit, don't control it, just focus it, you get people thinking. And you never know. You never know how pleasantly surprised you might be. So I got more news around this. Stay tuned. We are going to take our last break. And we do have time in case you have a question. So send it in. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. During these challenging times, there's a place that provides vet care for people who cannot afford it. It's called Doni Co Pet Clinic, and it's been providing veterinary and wellness care for thousands of pets in the Seattle area since 19. 19- This includes access to spay and neutering, which is a requirement for all pets. If you'd like to find out more about DoniCo or to make a donation, visit DoniCo.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot org. Organic, free range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk 1150. to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm delighted you are spending this hour with me as we talk about the stories and the memories that we create at small gatherings. And I'm really, 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 really here to encourage you to make sure if you haven't been to one yet this summer that you sneak it in. Because I always, I always get nervous this time of year. It's the end of August, if you're listening to me live, that, you know, summer could go away. <laughs> and I want to have that time where stories with people I love come alive. And we make meaning together. So we've been talking about Priya Parker, how she has initiated this focus around our stories. And we looked at the notion that we can do things that are typical, like maybe a meal, or we could do something really atypical, like schedule a photo shoot. Anything that brings people together around a common interest is a great place to start. Now, long, 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 long before, <laughs> before I knew about this, this whole notion, and I thought this was just tremendously important to talk about, I had a time in my life when I really needed my people. I was, oh gosh, this, this is, 10-ish years ago now, and I did. I really needed my people around me. I was working really long hours, and I was going through a divorce I did not want. I have to add that sometimes. Sometimes people that have not gone through a divorce think that a lot of people divorce because they want it. 
<laughs> I have never met that person. Um, I was going through a divorce I did not want. And I, I was in a terrible amount of pain. And I had to get up every day and go to work. And something miraculous happened. I was really, really afraid that I wouldn't make it financially because, well, the man I was divorcing was no longer making any contributions financially. And even though his contribution uh, didn't begin to pay at all, it was significant enough that I had to take on, in my mind, I thought to myself, I'm going to need to take on a second job. Actually, uh, what I think is a miracle happened, a, a job just landed in my lap. And for a while, for a year, I went from being a, a part-time college teacher to a full-time director of a college e-learning department. I was ill-equipped for the job, but the person who recommended me thought I'd be great. So I got the job. And I got the salary that went with it. It couldn't have come at a better time. It was the best earning year I've ever had in my life. And I needed that. But what I needed just as much as a little financial security were my people around me. So because I had a little more money than I actually was banking on, I... I tapped into what I could do with it. And one thing I did was I purchased a scholarship because when I had gone to school, that had happened for me. I was a recipient of a scholarship and I'd always wanted to give one, so I did that. And then this little bug got in my ear, or maybe we call it a bird, and said, do something that is just selfishly for you. Just do something. Just do it, Debbie. You're hurting inside. Just do something that's going to feel good. And I was outside, and I was in my tiny, tiny, tiny little yard, and it occurred to me, I'm going to have a patio built and I'm going to invite people to come and gather on my patio because I need people. I need loving people around me. And let me tell you, that thing was built in a heartbeat. <laughs> I paid for it. I didn't do it myself. And I started this thing called Patio Mondays. The whole idea was happy hour on my patio from 3.30 to 6.30, come as you are and bring a little something to eat. That was it. I, I sent it out to my women friends. I reminded them every Sunday. I, I had a nice list of women going. Sometimes four people would come. Sometimes eight people would come. That was about the maximum my patio could hold. But every Monday, every Monday, I knew at least a friend was going to come by. And that was not a time to sit around and moan about our future ex-husbands. That is not what we were up to. No. 
this was a time to celebrate girlfriends. This was a time to be supported and to feel loved. And no, there was there was no pandemic of any kind going on, nothing like that. But inside of me was something close to a pandemic. I was going through terrible isolation, horrible insecurity, and I needed my people. And this is what I did. I would say it was divine intervention that told me to do it. <laughs> I really had never done anything like it before. And I was inspired, really, very recently, while I was sitting on the patio I have now. And I was thinking, I haven't done anything like a patio Monday in like 10 years. What's wrong with me? You don't have to go through a divorce <laughs> to bring one of these on. And so I'm, I'm having something like that tomorrow night. A few intimate people. It has to be a few because my patio is not that big. And, you know, we're supposed to keep a certain distance. But I cannot wait. I cannot wait to do this. And it, we're going to include a little send-off to a dear friend. I know she's going to be back visiting us often. But Laura has, in many, many ways, helped us girlfriends that live here in West Seattle. She has had many gatherings over the years. And this is just a time to come together and honor her and honor the sun outside and honor that we are all healthy and have a prayer for those who are not and enjoy food together, talk about things that uplift us and just be be together. Be together. Anytime you are truly interested in setting a stage, and as Prima, Prima Parker has helped us understand, setting some kind of focused gathering, I really believe that you're just encouraging more depth between you and the people you love. You're inviting in interesting stories. You're, you're really holding some space for just a little less complaining, a little less time around the traffic, a little less time around just anything that has gone wrong. But you might be opening up the opportunity to hear what could be heavy on someone's heart and to really listen to them. To really offer yourself in some way to them. And not, not let that overtake you, but allow it to be a way that you come back to the joy. If you ask me, when we have these gatherings, we're just bringing back that opportunity to make great story together, great memories together, because we're inviting connection. And seriously, what could be better than that? What? If you think of it, call me and tell me. What could be better than that? <laughs> oh, here it is. We're coming up on just about six more minutes of the show. And, of course, I get a long question. Uh, I'm going to address your question, dear writer. 
let me first find your name. Sarah. Sarah, thank you for writing in. Um, I don't have time for your whole question, but I want to get to this piece here that is really important. You say, mm, wow, you say here that uh, coronavirus has been very hard on your family. And you say, especially my aunt, I want to do something really special for her. She only lives two miles away, and yet we see very little of each other. She has lost someone dear to her. I don't even know how to talk to her right now because, honestly, I have had very little loss like that in my life. It was all due to coronavirus. It's very sad. But what do I do? How do I hold her up? I know the gatherings you're talking about in this show are pleasant gatherings, but I really feel like I need to do something for my Aunt Mary. It's essential right now. I don't want it to turn into a crying fest, and yet I know I can't control that. What could I do for her or for her friends or for our family or maybe just me and her? I would so appreciate any ideas. Oh, Sarah, yeah, that's that's so much the stories that many of us have been living by lately. Um, there has been loss during this year for many. But I want to assure you, Sarah, you don't have to be accustomed to loss to be available while someone is grieving. I think the most important thing you can be is a great listener. And I just wonder, has anyone ever talked to you about, um, about a concept in healing and spirituality? It's called sonar listening. I, I don't know much about real scientific sonar waves, but I, I do know that basically uh, those waves can travel farther you know, in the depths of water than they can um, if light meets them. I, I know the purpose of, of sonar waves is to bring a, quote, seeing to life. And when we talk about sonar listening, it's, it's this idea that with our presence – we sort of wrap ourselves around those we care about just by being there for them, just by listening to them, just by letting the love travel deeply to them. That happens when we listen deeply. And so, Sarah, your auntie, um, what is her name? Aunt Mary. Your Aunt Mary, I think you're right. I think she needs you right now. I think you are hearing a call to be available to her. And, and you could create a gathering to honor her. Or you could just invite her to be with you 
make her a cup of tea, fix her a glass of lemonade, open up your home to her, and just say, I want to see you. Any Anytime we're worried that the loss that somebody else is going through and our desire to see them won't meet up, that, that somehow we'll mess it up instead of meet up, I think what's important is to just come back to the idea that a person loves to be heard, they love to be heard deeply, and and we all love to be loved. We all love that. Bring that to her. And don't worry about how. Just invite her over for lemonade. Start there. In it, Tell her she can bring anyone she wants. But just be there for her, Sarah. You're, you're going to find that you're better at this than you think. And, and just a final note. When it comes to small gatherings where we're nervous, sometimes you do want to have someone else there. But, but be with yourself and, and really know that your aunt doesn't expect you to make it get better or make it go away. She doesn't. What she hopes is to just have a lovely gathering with you, a lovely time with you, and bring your presence to her. And I assure you, that's exactly how you will remember it. It, it might not be full of laughter, but it might. It might have some tears. You don't know. Just be there for her. And thank you. Thank you for slipping in that question at the very end. My listeners, I will be back next Thursday for a new topic. Thank you for joining me today, and until next Thursday, namaste.